Say, kids, what time is it? Time for the 100th episode of Brio TV, the podcast. I'm Bill Brio, and today's episode is brought to you by our sponsors, CTV, Hollywood Suite, Paramount Plus, and Super Channel. Hi there, and welcome to the 100th episode of Brio TV, the podcast. This talking instead of typing thing began uh, pre-COVID, and we're still here cranking out conversations with some of the top talent in television. This episode features not one, but two stars from the new CTV mother-daughter mystery series, The Spencer Sisters. The Shot in Winnipeg series premieres Friday, February 10th on CTV. It's about a hot-headed former police officer and her estranged mystery novelist mother who, because this is a TV series, team up to form a detective agency. They're played by none other than Leah Thompson, forever Michael J. Fox's hot mom in Back to the Future, and Canada's sweetheart, Stacey Farber. Let's start with the Canadian. I first met Stacey about a dozen years ago on the set of CBC's 18 to Life. She's probably best known for her seven seasons opposite Drake on Degrassi, The Next Generation. She also co-starred on the CTV medical drama Saving Hope, as well as on Superman and Lois, and many other episodes of TV shows. We spoke over Zoom in January, and she could hardly wait to show off the cool Keith Haring t-shirt showing a TV set with wings that she kindly wore for this interview. Here she is, Stacey Farber. <laughs> Oh, that I literally is- changed. I changed five minutes ago, knowing you were going to be speaking to me, and I put on this Andy Warhol vintage T-shirt. That is so cool. I wish I had. A, I have a T-shirt that's cool. I'm wearing uh, a hoodie that's from the listener. So, it, oh, great! That that's to remind me of my role doing podcasts. Okay, I wish <laughs> I could wear that one. I'd prefer that. Well, listen, it's great to talk to you again, Stacey. Thank you for taking some time. Um, of course. I, I think the last time we talked was probably back on 18 to Life. Yeah. And then I followed I followed you. I haven't been on Twitter recently, but I've, I'm so familiar with, like, articles and um, – you do you post the the ratings or did you used to ever? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, used to, I would I used always to. be checking it from you. I know the numbers are hard to get. They've hidden them. They don't want anybody to see them anymore. So even I can't find them. Although I've you know I've got a few sources, so I'll keep trying. Hopefully Good. they'll yeah, be. Yeah, you were you were my source for it. I was always curious every week, like how did we do? Yeah. Um, so that was helpful. But yeah, I guess 18 to life. Yeah. 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 Well, you've done uh, several shows since then. Congrats at uh, such a young age to have all these credits. And now the Spencer sisters. Um, I watched the first two episodes. I really enjoyed it. Oh, you did? Good. Yeah. You Good. and Le- you and Leah really, really uh, make a great team. Uh, it-, it was fun to watch. Um, I'm glad that comes across. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you must be having fun. What was it like? When did you find out that you two would be in the same show? We found out she was attached to it first, and then it all came together pretty quick. And I think it was like either May or June. And then we started, we we went to Winnipeg the last week of July. 
um, to shoot for four months. So it all happened pretty fast. And then we weren't sure when it would air. We were hoping for the air date that we got, um, February 10th. But there was always the question of, will this come out the next fall or when will they do it? And so I'm, I'm really happy that it's coming out now. But yeah, it's been a whirlwind. And, and she and I met, we did one chemistry, like read with producers and stuff on Zoom. And then we met in Winnipeg and hit it off right away. And we, we've become good friends. It's, we're very lucky that, that we get along so well because we were both alone in Winnipeg doing crazy hours, long days, all day, every day. And um, it was a pleasure doing it together. Well, that's that's great to hear. I, I've been on a couple of sets that were shot in Winnipeg. Pretty good crew there, right? It's a great crew. Yeah, great crew. We had so much fun. Yeah, well, it was good. awesome. Yeah, and uh, sometimes it's kind of nice to be isolated somewhere that isn't Toronto or LA or Vancouver, right? Yeah, it's a it's a weird way to live. Like I'm finding now. It's just like to get pulled from wherever you are, dropped somewhere else for months. You're kind of in a bubble and then you go back, but it's like, what do you go back to? Like, I'm finding it hard to like build a full life and routines to return to after these jobs. Cause I'm, I'm just moving around a lot. Um, but there is something good. Like at one point we were thinking maybe it would film in Toronto and my whole family's in Toronto, so that would be nice. Yeah. But I'd also have distractions and people to see on the weekend and obligations and responsibilities. And shooting in Winnipeg, I don't have any of that. So right. I can really focus on the work and just like rest on the weekend and just like work all the hours they want me to work and learn my lines. And I'm just like in a cave basically for four months. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I uh, I know what you're talking a bit. When I would go down to LA to the press tours, uh, it would always be like a little holiday. And then there was a press tour once in Toronto, and I hated it because I had too many things to do in my own life. Right? Yeah. So I, I kind of understand, exactly. but you're you, you've got that gypsy life as an actress. Yeah. So uh, good for you. Um, now, um, what is it about uh, mysteries and and crime solving shows? Everybody's just endlessly fascinated by that, aren't they? They are. I think it's, um, maybe it's that it can make you feel smart to like, if you can figure it out the, and solve the puzzle yourself or get ahead of the person who's doing it on the TV. Um, it's like a pat on the back for you and validating as a viewer, maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, or maybe it just requires that extra amount of attention as a viewer so that it becomes an even better distraction and escape, which is what a lot of people seek from movies and TV. But if you're trying to solve a mystery along with a show, there's less of a chance you can also be on your phone on the couch doing a second thing <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like oh, it, absolutely. It good to be extra locked in to what's happening in front of you. Yeah. Your character, uh, Darby, uh, is a uh, well. She was a police officer uh, uh, as the show starts. Um, have you yes. ever played a cop before? No, I was on Rookie Blue, but I played a bad guy. Okay, I've been right. a doctor, 
I've been a doctor. I've been a lawyer twice. And I hadn't been a cop. So that also was exciting to me, even though it was brief. Well, you've got the triumvirate now, right? Uh, saving hope, mm-hmm. you, you're a doctor, so yeah. there you go. Uh, I love when you're Darby's uh, uh, in bed in, the, in her old bedroom, the poster on the wall is pretty hilarious. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. Um, pretty great. I love that. And my room at my parents' house is kind of like that, like untouched, frozen in time. Yeah. And it's... My friends always laugh that I can pull out things from high school, like clothes even. And I didn't, I'm not a hoarder, but it's, there was no reason really to like get rid of it because the room is still there and the like space. So all my stuff is there and everything's up on the walls. And if I go stay with my parents or visit my parents, like I, it's like I go straight back into high school with like my old cell phone is there and like, it's it's a little weird. We should probably get rid of it, but it, it brings me joy too. Well, my, my I have uh, a son and a daughter who are both now in their thirties, and upstairs here are two shrines to them that have not been touched or dusted. I think since they left uh, many years ago, it's like a is it their, old, of, their old rooms? Yeah, like their rooms full yeah. of Yu Gi Oh cards, right? I mean, uh, basically the storage yeah. space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. We'll be back with Spencer's sister, Stacy Farber. Say that three times real fast in just a moment. Well, we're deep into mid-season, folks, and CTV sure has their share of what's new and of interest this winter. Have you been watching Night Court? Now, I wasn't sure about this reboot, but it's a wonderful surprise. It's great to see original cast member John Larroquette hasn't lost his edge or comedy chops, and seeing him back on that old courtroom set, well, something very comforting about that. Plus, you know, the show's pretty damn funny. Speaking of familiar faces, Milo Ventimiglia from This Is Us is back in the new drama, The Company You Keep. This time, he's all spiffed up in a tux, playing a con man who unexpectedly falls for a CIA agent. Not Dead Yet is a series I'm intrigued by. Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin Stars as a woman returning to a newsroom only to be handed a dead-end job, writing obits. Damned if she doesn't start seeing dead people. Just three of the new shows to get into this winter on CTV. Well, we're here again with Emily Gagne from Hollywood Suite. Emily, what do you got for us this month? Well, Bill, we've got the last couple episodes of The Last Movie Stars, which I know I talked to you about before. It's a six-part docu-series about Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, directed by Ethan Hawke, and it's it's really spectacular. Um, you can watch it Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Uh, through February 16th, so right around Valentine's Day, perfect time to watch it. We're also going to have a marathon if you want to just watch it all in one sitting on February 18th. It's a great series. I'm glued to it. So many big names uh, attached to this uh, makes it a lot of fun. So congrats on that. Uh, What else is uh, coming up? 
Also, we have a collection of uh, movies by black creators. We're calling it Black Excellence. It's for Black History Month. We got a little bit of everything from nostalgic classics like uh, Do the Right Thing and House Party to modern masterpieces like Moonlight and Pariah. So definitely check it out if you have time this month. All great movies. Listen, Emily, thank you so much. Remember, all month long on Hollywood Suite, check them out. And we're back with Stacy Farber. Uh, well, what uh, I'm curious of Leah, you know, she's also does a lot of directing now. Uh, wow. Is that is that something that you uh, you have any interest in at some point? I do. I think about it a lot. Um, I'm not sure. I I don't know enough about like the lenses, and I'm trying to learn more because I am on set all the time, and I know that can be learned. Yeah. I have I have no qualms about the emotional stuff and and guiding actors through performance i think that would be easy and fun for me but it's the more technical stuff which a director of photography or cinematographer would would do with you um but i i watch i watch people doing it especially women and when we have women come direct like i it almost feels more real like a possibility for me yeah so i think about it and i think about um, development and production because I would love to experience a different aspect of this industry that I've been in for so long on camera mm. um, and I love acting but I have a real eye for detail and I kind of overstep sometimes and like want to control things that like the actress doesn't need to be concerned with which <laughs> makes me think i'm like stretching out of this role because i kind of want to put my hands in other things well you have to be a bit of a bossy pants to be a director i think right it's probably definitely a good, yeah yeah uh when did your career start was it doing serial commercials is that do i have that right <laughs> the first commercial was a tax revenue canada commercial <laughs> yeah i went and that was fun because i went to montreal to film it and my mom couldn't go with me as my chaperone and so she we paid my friend's older sister to take me and be my babysitter wow um and i remember everyone smoking on set because you could do that back then so like that's my memory of like my first job um, how, but yeah, how, I old, think I, how old were you then stacy probably 12. wow um, I went to Claude Watson, which is this performing arts public elementary school in Toronto. Yeah. And that's where I met child actors. And they had agents. Um, like one of them is Sarah Gadden, Jake Epstein, Allison Pill went there. She was two wow. years older than me. So I was exposed to that whole world and wanted to do it from there. And then I got an agent and then Degrassi came a couple years later. So there were a few things that were before Degrassi. And you shot like over a hundred episodes of Degrassi, right? Quite a few. Yeah, like seven, seven years. That's great. A lot of those kids from that school, were they also folks who ended up on Degrassi? Um, I'm not sure. Jake Epstein and I were valedictorians actually ah, together. That's in, great. In the eighth grade. And wow. he ended up playing my boyfriend on Degrassi and we had a whole arc together. That, so wow. that was weird. Um and he's still working a lot. He's he's great. I just saw his his play in Toronto that he put on a one man show. It was amazing. Yeah, cool. Um, That's great. Yeah. 
Um, listen, a couple of last questions. I don't. I don't have a, a lot of time with you here. Um, okay. Confirm or deny? Does this? It's on the internet, so it must be true. Uh, but uh, that you're good friends with Dan Levy, and you once went on a vacation together in Japan. Is that true? Yes, I've been three times with him to Japan. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, we are good friends. We were former roommates. Um, yeah, he he travels a lot for work, and he'll sometimes get to bring a plus one. So sometimes I'm that plus one, and it's very fun. Yeah. I love being a plus one. There's no stress, no pressure for me, so it's great. Um, yeah, he is He is a good friend. He's like... Um, like a brother. That's I mean, great. Almost. And you did an episode of Shit's Creek as well, right? I did. Yeah. 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 And he he brought me in and gave me that to be Rachel, the the former fiance of Patrick, um, who was Dan's character's love interest on the show. Very cool. Uh, any other cast members that you've worked with before on Spencer Sisters or guest stars coming up? Yeah, Sean Cullen. Are you familiar with him? Oh, of course. He's, he's very funny. He's yeah. Record, yeah, he's amazing. And yeah. he did 18 to Life um, briefly, but he has a good recurring role on Spencer Sisters. And he's so funny. Yeah. I just can't look at him without laughing. <laughs> like, his, he's just like... And we would improv a little, and I hope some of it ended up in the in the edit because a lot of what he says, like, just isn't usable. Um, but it's so funny and his mind works in crazy ways. And, uh, he and I want to try to develop something together in Canada. I think we would play very well together. Oh, great. And, um, yeah, we're, we're going to work on that. I think. All right. Well, good luck with that. Final question. You're oh, all yeah, time. Sorry, and one more, one more person, um, yeah. who's was on saving hope. I forget the name of the doctor he played, but he also recurs on our show and he plays Alistair. Great. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's uh, wonderful. The Spencer Sisters, check it out. It's coming up very shortly on CTV. Um, uh, and now, uh, finally, uh, what is your all-time favorite TV theme song? I'd have to say the, the, show, the show that I watched the most in high school was Will and Grace. Like, I had the DVDs. I had a mouse pad which also dates all of what I'm saying. I think I had a wall calendar and I was lucky enough a couple years ago to go to two tapings of the show when they wow. like rebooted it. Yeah. And when that theme song, cause when you go to a sitcom taping, they'll like, they have someone amping up the audience and then they play the theme song and there's like a curtain with like the logo and stuff on it. And then they'll play the theme song and then the curtain will drop and the actors will be standing there. And it just gets, and it was so emotional for me, like hearing that song and they play clips of the show. It was like crazy. And then the thing dropped and they were standing there and I cried. I just thought it was like the right. most exciting thing ever. So that theme song puts like chills in me because it, I just associate it with like a good time is coming up. Like the next little bit of time is going to be fun. <laughs> Have you met Eric McCormick? Um, I met him on my way to the bathroom at the Will and Grace taping. And I just sort of said like, I'm from Toronto. And he was like, oh, great. And gave me like 
like a sweet, like, that's nice. And he was very nice, but we didn't, I didn't say I'm an actor. I didn't say like, you were my favorite actor on the show, my favorite character. You make me want to be in a sitcom, wow. like any of that. But I'm, I'd love to work with him one day because even just now I'm in the CTV building yeah, um, in Toronto and they have all these photos all over the wall. And as we walked by one of Eric McCormick, I said, that's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He did a podcast episode with me and uh, was a lot of fun talking to him. So, yeah, two of you should do a show. That that would be cool. Okay. Uh, listen, thank you so much for your time. Congrats. I wish we had a thank little bit you. longer. No, you're on a, a run. you got <laughs> lots of other people to talk to. So great to see you again, yeah. Stacey. Congrats, on, congrats on all your success. Thanks. I appreciate it. Talk and thank, soon. And thanks for watching, wearing that T-shirt. Yeah, only for you. I think it's a good one. <laughs> It is a great one. Thanks a lot. Thanks. When we return, the mom half of the Spencer Sisters, award-winning film and TV actress and director, Leah Thompson. Have you been watching season two of the Paramount Plus drama, Mayor of Kingstown? I just had co-creator Hugh Dillon on as a podcast guest, and he talked about basing the Prison Town series on his own hometown of Kingston, Ontario. Parts of season one were even shot at a decommissioned prison in that Canadian city. Now here's some good news if you're a Paramount Plus subscriber. The streaming service has just picked up the rights to a series that helped make Dillon an actor to watch several years ago in Canada, Durham County. The series ran from 2007 to 2010 and also starred a couple of great Canadian actresses, Helen Joy from Murdoch Mysteries and Lawrence LeBeouf from Transplant. Dylan played Detective Mike Sweeney on Durham County. He's on the hunt from a serial killer who he may have a strong connection to way back from his past. Adrian Mitchell, who went on to executive produce CBC's Coroner, was the co-creator of this eerie series, which frankly was years ahead of its time. Check out Durham County, available toward the end of February, and also watch Mayor of Kingston, all streaming in February on Paramount+. Plus. What's new for February from our friends at Super Channel? Well, for one, check out the new true crime docuseries called Friends Speak. Now, this has nothing to do with Joey or Monica or Chandler Bing. Each episode of Friends Speak airs as a 90-minute true crime documentary and brings you the unique perspective of the people who are friends with notorious criminals or their victims. Hear firsthand accounts of the days leading up to and the days after some of the world's most notorious crimes, including Casey Anthony, Jody Arias, Kristen Shannon Watts, Natalie Holloway, and the House of Horrors family. New episodes of Friends Speak air weekly as part of Super Channel's Friday Night True Crime Block, or can be viewed anytime on Super Channel On Demand. Remember, Super Channel is available via most cable providers right across the country, as well as streaming live and on demand with Amazon Prime Video Channels and Apple TV+. Now, just minutes after I spoke with Stacey Farber, I met with the delightful Leah Thompson. She's cast as mystery novelist Victoria on The Spencer Sisters. 
Thompson just came off shooting another project in Winnipeg, The Disappearance of Carrie Farver. What are the odds? She became world famous as Marty McFly's mom back when she and Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd all went back to the future. Thompson has gone on to over 100 acting credits, including the feature film Some Kind of Wonderful, where she met her husband, director Howard Deutsch. Her most notorious credit is probably the early Marvel bomb, Howard the Duck. Now, I was there back in the 90s when she and the rest of the cast met critics in L.A. while promoting her sitcom, Caroline in the City. That series ran for four seasons on NBC. Besides acting, Thompson has carved out a second career as a director, working on sci-fi hits such as Star Trek Picard and Resident Alien, as well as sitcoms such as The Goldbergs and Young Sheldon. Now, here she is, Leah Thompson. Thanks for taking some time to do this today. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I've watched the first two episodes and really enjoyed them of uh, Spencer Sisters. It looks like you two were having a lot of fun. Was it was it as uh, much fun to make as it is to watch? Oh, well, thank you for that lovely compliment. Really appreciate that. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. I think from, you know, because it's like entering a marriage or something when you meet, you know, and when I met Stacy, I, I just instantly loved her and you know it's like um you know that thing where like you're falling and you wonder people catch you you know yeah. what i mean yeah. that's what it's kind of like because you know it's so much dialogue it's such long days it's all so confusing but we would we would just would catch each other you know yeah yeah and yeah. and it, it's a, a really beautiful beautiful thing to have that kind of relationship at work, you know? Yeah. So I feel blessed because it's a, a little bit of magic when you have casting that 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 feels uh, special, like her. Yeah. She's wonderful. Well, you catch each other well. And um, it must be interesting to play mother-daughter, you know, and, and in this situation, um, the, the characters were somewhat estranged beforehand, um, you know, and there's always a bit of tension in, in those relationships. Uh, what what's that like to play for you? You know, it's you know sometimes it was hard when we'd have to fight because we're just we don't want to fight because we like you know want to have a nice day. <laughs> and, um, it's hard to say mean things. Um, and but it, I, what I really appreciated is that there is so much levity and jokes and the fact that they the two characters are really um, worthy adversaries. Like, you know, they yeah. give as much as they get, you know? So no one's, no one's being, I think they're complicated women and characters. And I, I love, I love that. Mm -hmm. and, and especially tied up in the bow of a, of a kind of a procedural mystery, which people just love. People yeah. love to watch those. They sure do. Yeah. Have you, um, are you, your character, Victoria, is a, a, a world-renowned mystery novelist. Uh, are, is that something, do you enjoy reading mystery books? I do. I do. Um, and I've been trying to make, uh, I've owned the rights to these Anna Pigeon mysteries uh, written by Nevada Barr for like, 10 years I've been trying to make them and like they I just got really close and they 
I've got the script done and uh, Universal folded an entire division of, of feature films. And so now it's back in turnaround. So I can, I love mysteries. I, uh, I've been trying to make this set of mysteries um, for a long time. Um, well, uh, good luck with that. Hopefully, hopefully that Thank will you. work out. Yeah. Um, now, um, speaking of mysteries, this is your second project in Winnipeg uh, pretty much in a row, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a mystery. I, I can't believe it. Um, I never been to Winnipeg and then I get two jobs in a row there for five months and I'm like, how does this happen? Couldn't it have been Paris? No, I uh, I loved being in Winnipeg. It was, um, it, it felt like home to me because I'm from Minnesota. Yeah. So, right. mm -hmm. It's very similar people, very similar accent, um, architecture. It was it was really nice. Well, you've had so many great roles, and uh, I've re on IMDb like like over a hundred TV credits. Congratulations, that's fantastic, and and feature film credits. Um, so you must have shot all over the world and many different places. Does that is that part of that? that part of the job being sort of a gypsy life is it does it have uh benefits for you like when you're somewhere in winnipeg yes it really does have benefits and it's uh, it's a very funny thing um you know oftentimes uh people who don't know much or bullies or whatever will kind of attack you and say like, how do you know? You don't know anything about America or the world. You live in your private jets. And and it, when I add it up, I've done um, movies. I've worked with working people in alleys and streets and <laughs> everything in like uh, 47 states. Wow. I've done, you know, I've done four movies in Texas five movies in Texas, Louisiana, South Dakota, you know, Montana. I've done two movies in Montana. I've done, you know, I've been all over in little towns and spent time with hardworking people on, on the cruise. And uh, I, I feel happy working with people. I, I feel happy working with working people all on a project, putting something together, everyone working together to create something out of nothing. And our business is so amazing because it's such a handmade product. It's handmade. Yeah. Every single bit of it. Um, and, and I just directed two Goldbergs. I've done the Goldbergs for eight years. Yeah. And it's the same couch, the same kitchen. At, uh, for uh, 10 years and every time it's handmade different it's different it's a little bit different and uh it's it's a beautiful thing to be industry industry to be part of for that reason well your directing credits are quite impressive star trek picard resident alien the goldbergs you mentioned young sheldon the oh here's a series i really like should have lasted longer the kids are all right what was it I like directing too. Do you remember yeah, that, that, was, that? That was a pretty good show, right? I love that show. It was a really interesting technique. Yeah. Um, I, and funny enough, I've directed two actors that were, while I was directing them, were nominated for Academy Awards. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I just directed Judd Hirsch. And he oh, was, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I just got done with directing him. He just but, got but, nominated for an uh, Oscar two days ago, right? That's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, and I, I even directed them, the, uh, the boy is nominated for um, Elvis. Oh, yes. Uh, he was just hosting Saturday Night Live. Austin Butler. Yes. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, wow. I knew when I directed him, he was amazing. So everyone should hire me if they want an Academy Award. All right. Well, are you going to be directing <laughs> on uh, Spencer Sisters? Um, I think because of the tax structure, I'm not allowed to. Oh. I'm the only American allowed. Well, you know, I, I really would we, like to. We could probably work out some sort of a citizenship thing for you, I think. I think I think so. I I really love to direct um I directed Will Trent, which is on oh, yeah, um yeah. CTV right now. Yeah. Um and yeah. you're you're of course you're married to a director as well. Um mm -hmm. so that must be helpful uh, to have uh, someone that you can talk to about directing who knows the the, the job, right? Yeah, it's really funny to do the same job after being married. We've been married, oh gosh, 35 years? I think almost 35 years. That's great. Um, and it's really funny. It, we, our conversations about directing are really just really funny. Like, <laughs> they're not intellectual. They're more funny. They're like, they bring out that dolly track and you might as well just write on it. I'm not going to make my day. I'm like, I hate the dolly track. You gotta just go handheld, handheld. Just don't even, don't even, don't even mark it. Just action. <laughs> like we have these funny conversations about um, the anxiety of trying to make the day, um, and we laugh and laugh and laugh. And yeah. that's fun at this point in our lives to kind of be equals that way. That's fantastic. Uh, just before we go, a couple of things I want to just ask about. One, you were on. Dancing with the Stars about a decade ago, and, and I understand you know you have this great and you did wonderfully, you almost won, right? You went uh, quite quite deep into it. Your mm -hmm. you, but your your training is in ballet. I guess that obviously was a big help for you uh, in that, right? You know, to be honest, it really wasn't a big help. My partner, I knew I should have known I was in trouble. It was his first season, and he was Russian, and he he said to me, you know. I have never taken a ballet class, never taken a jazz class, never taken a modern class. I've only taken ballroom. And I was like, well, I've taken all, I'm good at all those things except ballroom. So I knew I was in trouble. Um, we did not speak the same kind of dance language, but it also, it also, uh, it's, it's like the hunger games. <laughs> I got nothing to tell you good about dancing with the stars. It's scary. It looks hard. It was really yeah. scary. But I but I always say yes because um I'm I want to keep doing things that challenge me that scare me. So I yeah. it helps me stay fresh and on the edge, you know? Good for so you. I keep trying new things. Well, that's but one of the scarier you. ones. Yeah, I would that'd be hard. I looked at that. I used to have to overnight them every uh, week for the Toronto star. And uh, so I have a lot of uh, admiration for anyone who can do that. It was, it's a pretty tough show. Um, it's really tough. Yeah. And now I want, I'd be remiss not to mention, of course, uh, back to the future, a film I love and, and everybody does, right? I mean, it must please you that uh, I'm sure every day, but 12 times people tell you how much they love that film. A lot. It's been a gift 
that keeps on giving that's for sure um i uh i go to comic cons and people just love it and i yeah. signing stuff and um i'm hoping to go see the musical because people always ask if there's going to be a sequel and i'm like no but there probably will be a movie of the musical wow that's as close as you're gonna get yeah so it um it's it's it was a great part and a great movie, so I feel really lucky to be known for it. Also, because I was old, no one's terrified to see me old. <laughs> <laughs> you, People you get are... really scared. I, I remember doing a movie with Mary Tyler Moore and wow. um, yeah. and a while, a long time ago, and but she was older, and someone like gasped when they saw her. They were like. <gasps> And she was like, yes, I'm older. You know what I mean? And right. so it was like, I, I went, that's really rough. So, um, rough. yeah, not fair. So I'm lucky. Yeah. No. You know, uh, you, you, the thing is on Spencer's sisters, you pass, you could pass for uh, the Darby's uh, sister, right? So, uh, yeah, so young. I was so scared when I first saw her. I was like, she's supposed to be over 30 she looks like she's 22 <laughs> she's so beautiful I, I can't stop looking at her she's so beautiful well the two of you make a great pair uh, it, it's uh it's wonderful so far spencer sisters looking forward to more of them um let me just quickly ask a, uh, a question i ask everybody before wrapping up do you have uh, a, a TV show that you used to watch as a youngster that you it was your favorite TV show, maybe growing up in Minnesota or, or Minneapolis, wherever? My favorite TV show that really, really shaped my life was Star Trek. Wow. It shaped my whole worldview. I loved Star Trek. I loved how campy William Shatner was, meeting him, and when I did picard when i did my two episodes yeah. of picard yeah just by coincidence when they put the directed by leah thompson they go dun, 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 dun. <laughs> i get like i was like <laughs> i mean really was like the greatest thing because i i just loved the and I also got to do uh, one of my Picards was a lot about racism. Wow. And I loved the worldview that, that Star Trek had that it made me just really proud to, to be a director. Yeah. No kidding. So, uh, well, it must've been fun uh, directing Patrick Stewart. He's actually a very funny uh, fellow, isn't he? He's got a great sense of humor. Oh, he's amazing. I've had, the, I've had such wonderful luck working with such great legends. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think he knew what I looked like because I was like this. What, darling? I have to explain. Finally, one day went by me. It was like really scary times. It was right when the vaccine was starting. Yeah. So he was he's older and so one day i like from like 100 feet i go this is what i look like <laughs> sir patrick uh leah was just indicating because people will be listening to this so about wearing a mask during COVID times and everything so i'm sure it's a hardship here's the last question um what is your all-time favorite tv theme song well that 
Pretty hard to beat. Yeah, no kidding. There you go. <laughs> it got all jazzy all of a sudden it like did. that. I love that you're acting out the entire uh, opening sequence with the uh, spaceships and everything. That's great. <laughs> um, well, listen, enjoy the rest of your time in Toronto. And uh, thank, thank you. you for the time today. And congratulations on the Spencer sisters. It's a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more episodes, Leah. So thank you very much for this. And thank you so much for having me. A oh, my pleasure. The theme from Star Trek, originally scored under the title Where No Man Has Gone Before, is an instrumental composed by Alexander Courage. That whoosh sound that you hear when the Enterprise flies past the camera in the opening credits, that's made by Courage. It's also the sound he probably made when he found out that Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry boldly threw together some lyrics, robbing Courage of half of the theme song's revenues. Speaking of boldly going where no man has gone before, time for a few thank yous as we zoom past the 100 episode mark here at Brio TV. First thanks as always to Phil Hong, who has produced from the very beginning, It's very plugged into all these conversations and makes every episode better. Thanks to my pals over at Humble and Fred, Howard Glassman and Fred Patterson for suggesting I get into this whole podcast racket in the first place. Gentlemen, thanks for the nudge. Thanks to my daughter, Katie Brio, for all her design support on everything from the main daily Brio TV website to the rate cards to her technical support savvy. Thanks to all the publicists who bring so many wonderful guests to these conversations. Without your help, this would be me telling the same three or four jokes for 40 minutes. Thanks to the guests for sharing their time and being such terrific storytellers through a few tough years when we all needed to hear tales of triumph and inspiration especially early guests such as Don Ferguson from Air Force, Rico Colantoni, Christina Jennings, John Doyle, Billy Campbell. All of them made this seem legit back when I was starting out. A big thanks, especially from my accountant, to my sponsors, especially Hollywood Suite, Super Channel, and Paramount+. Plus. Proud to carry your messages to listeners who come here to find out more about television. Finally, thank you, listener. Please stick around for more. We've got some great guests coming up in the next weeks and months. Tell your friends it's all free and show us the love with likes and comments and even reviews. I'm Bill Brio. Thanks for listening.